You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AMs, The Morning Buzz with Mankiran Ajla, and we are speaking to Jeevan Sangha, popular culture columnist. We're talking about, have you noticed how each year it seems we are seeing more marketing for Diwali and representation of the festival in the media as well? Diwali is not only a big shopping season in India, but is also gaining popularity in countries with significant Indian diaspora populations. We talk about what it all means. Jeevan, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. What do you think of the increase in the volley marketing we are seeing, especially these last couple years? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's really interesting. It's something that you kind of can't escape now around the volley season. Um, I feel like the volley is like one of the most, um, maybe it's like one of the easiest South Asian, I, I use air quotes around South Asian, holidays to promote because it's like the concept is really easy for, I guess, a non-South Asian person to understand this, like, batter, battle over light, uh, battle over light, light over darkness, sorry. Um, and just, I guess, this, like, idea of, like, the festival of light feels really palatable. So it makes sense that this is a holiday that people are, or that brands are really flocking to to cover. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. I, it, it's like I can't escape it around Diwali, whether it's on TV, on social media. I'm getting these targeted ads about you know, celebrating the light or be the light or whatever it is. Totally. You're so right about that. It's almost like the equivalent of like Christmas marketing, you know, in the weeks leading up, we were suddenly seeing all these ads for the volley and you're like, oh, this is interesting. I mean, and it doesn't discriminate whether it's cars, makeup, clothing brands, food. It is pretty much anywhere. Was there any particular, you know, campaign that stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, I think the one that was like the funniest to me was the car ads that I've been getting. <laughs> like I, I can't on Instagram, I cannot get rid of this GMC and now that I'm saying it out loud watch I'm going to keep getting them but like GMC like celebrate the light car ad and it's like these three cars like almost like a Diwali line of cars and I just think that's hilarious because like what do cars have to do with Diwali <laughs> at all like it's just it feels so peculiar like there are other ones where I like I kind of get it like a makeup brand is like okay cool this is an opportunity to like put a South Asian creator on and, like, amplify their platform or whatever. But, like, a car ad just seems, like, ridiculous, right? (laughs) You know, now that I'm sitting and thinking about it, it does seem super random. Even I'm looking at the GMC ad now, Be the Light, this Diwali. So it does seem super random. But let's talk about makeup. Because to me, that's the campaign that really stood out to me. So MAC Cosmetics Canada, they released a Diwali campaign leading up to the festival, which featured a number of Desi influencers. And I thought to myself, you know, this is really cool. Because I always feel like for a long time, we didn't see people that looked like us in makeup brands and finally they're out there so what did you make of uh, what matt canada did here you know i think it's cool like i think it's 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 nice like they're these creators who are doing work um year-round they get the opportunity to like elevate their platforms i think that it's one of those things where if you're going to if you're a brand and you're going to do it the Baliad, you might as well do something that goes beyond just like be the light, here are our cars, you know, or like, you know, <laughs> be the light, here's our items and like doing nothing else for any person in the community. Um, I think that there's, I think that it's like a level of representation that's very limited. You know, I think that it's like very reserved for a certain subset of the community doing a really certain kind of work and it's not necessarily like the worst thing in the world. But I don't think, I think it's brands like really trying to position themselves like, we're activists and we're getting to the root of things. 
when in reality it's like, yeah, it's cool, it's fine. This is just a way for them to drive their own sales because, you know, brown people have a lot of spending power, whether that's in Canada, the U.S., or globally, and this is a market that they're realizing they need to start tapping into um, so it works to their benefit. Totally. And I think that's the thing that surprises me is the fact that it took so long for so many brands to notice that, hey, you have this market out here that has the money they want to spend, they want to do it. And finally, we're seeing it because I can't remember seeing any Diwali campaigns as a kid at all, barely there. Um, In fact, I want to give a shout out to one person that I think is responsible for this. And you can disagree with me if you want to. But Mindy Kaling, in particular, I want to highlight because whenever Diwali comes around, people love to share, you know, the famous scenes from that office episode called Diwali. And many people do celebrate this episode because it finally sort of introduced the concept to Diwali, especially to non-Desis out there. Um, Do you think that's like kind of partly the reason why, you know, Diwali sort of start to become a really big thing in the West, especially? Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of people, that's like one of their first um, exposures to this idea of Diwali, even if it's like in a really screwball and like silly, funny way and like kind of positioning it through... The, the protagonist, Michael, for those who don't watch The Office, his, like, ditziness and sort of, like, fumbling around cultural sensitivities, like, in a way, she kind of did bring that conversation to the forefront. Um, again, like, the depth of what it does, I don't know. I think it's very limited. However, I do think it's something that, like, brought this conversation into public consciousness and has definitely grown since then. Like, I've seen Diwali ads from Ikea. Um, I've seen ads that are actually done decently well too like i think that they're they run the gamut there are ones that you know you could definitely tell the brand's a little lazy on it and there are ones that are really like well thought out like you mentioned mac for example like back in the day i know there are a lot of like our moms who when they came here mac was like the only brand that they bought makeup from you know like it was one of the only brands that people like that had somewhat a shade range that was inclusive for like medium skin tones medium to darker skin tones of course shade ranges have grown since then so I feel like it makes sense you know and like having brands that are at least trying to contextualize themselves within like a broader story makes sense to me um and I'm sure that like in a in a way especially in the west Indy Kaling has contributed to having those narratives out there yeah, I know. And I know not everybody loves her, but I, I will say the one thing that I do like is at least she's she's introduced things to people. And then all of us are sort of like building on it kind of a thing. And I think, you know, when we talk about this too, Jeevan, you know, where do we draw the line of like, okay, this is good representation versus exploitation? Where is the fine line? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be different for everyone. I think to me, what's really important when I see these kind of this brand work is being really aware of what it is um, and, like, reminding myself of what it is. I look at it, and I think it's cool. If there's a creator that I can be exposed to or someone from the community that I, like, respect that I can be put on to or there's some sort of, like, deeper story or some sort of, like, proceeds going towards a cause that I believe in, I'm like, okay, sure, cool. But at the end of the day, I, I like, and I'm, you know me, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a skeptic. I'm a bit of a cynic. <laughs> and... I think it's important for me to remind myself that this is ultimately driven by a company's desire to, you know, increase their profits. And so they're doing what they need to do to position themselves as forward thinking as possible when they honestly may not be. And so I think, I mean, even especially at a time like this, um, when a lot of people are thinking about who they choose to give their money to, you know, there are a lot of boycotts happening right now. Um, I think of it as like an opportunity too to be like, okay, cool. So, you created the Valiad. 
who is behind that money? Where do you put your money as a brand? What kind of causes are you supporting? Um, and I know that that's not like something that everybody always wants to do and it's not convenient, but it's something that I've been thinking about more and more and more about these like small ways that we can control where we put our money. And so if a big brand like this is using my culture to increase how much profit they make, I might do a little bit more research and that's, I think it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not like I'm punishing them for it, but I think it's, it's worth thinking a bit more about where their money's going and if I actually agree with the way that they present themselves to the world. And I definitely think that is something that I see a lot of conversation around on social media as well. A lot of people talking about, okay, what does it truly mean? Now, on the other hand, even here, I think one thing that's been fascinating, I don't know if you've noticed this too, I feel like Diwali is being celebrated a lot more openly by a lot of public figures. Like, for example, Padma Lakshmi is one of them, uh, Lily Singh, who is now known, it seems, for her Diwali parties. I'm not going to lie to you, Jeevan. Every year when Diwali comes around now, I want to see what her party was like because it always looks like such a good time but what do you also make of that right the fact that there's these kind of open celebrations because i don't remember seeing that yeah i mean it's cool i think like i think one thing that i think is maybe good about it is it's like social media now like you can't control it your kids are on it like your cousins, your little cousins <laughs> are on it and it's like at least making it seem like something cool for them to engage with and celebrate like i see so many more little kids like like third fourth generation kids who actually have traditions like, for Diwali, um, which I think is, like, it's cool, it's fun. Um, I think about, I think, like, I hope that it, it acts as a beginning point for their interrogation of, like, the concepts behind it, especially, you know, I come from, like, a Sikh perspective where, like, Diwali has a lot to do not only with the battle of light over darkness, but also with, like, collective liberation, about justice, about freedom for all. Um, and so I hope that, even if, like, these kind of parties and stuff are just something that you can look at and be like, oh, that's fun, like, that's so cool. I wonder who's going to be there. I wonder what they're wearing. But it's also, at some point, even if it's subconsciously, prompting you to think deeper about how we can engage with our traditions meaningfully, um, especially as time goes on, because it's hard, it's hard to keep traditions alive. Um, and so I think, like, you know, by and large, it's a pretty good thing. It is. And if you got an invitation to Lily's party, would you go? No. Not even, but I would give give my invitation to you. Okay, thank you, because I'll happily take that invitation for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Always a pleasure speaking to you. You take care. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thanks.